When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey now, Fight Game Media fans. This is Mike Gilbert and J.D. Oliva, hosts of Brace for Impact. Join us each and every week as we recap Impact Wrestling. I know what you're thinking, but you don't have to be an Impact fan to like the show. In fact, it's probably better if you're not. You know, we like the show, but we also tell jokes like to have a lot of fun at the company's expense. We absolutely do. We have our own feed, so just type Brace for Impact in the search bar of Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Hit the subscribe button, download the show, and join in on the fun today. Hey, everybody, and welcome to In the Clinch MMA show on the Fight Game Media Network. I'm Paul Fontaine, alongside, as always, Ryan Frederick. And we're almost back. We're halfway back because we have a show to preview. Um, You know, after like probably, what, 43 out of 52 weeks last year, we had, no, probably more than that, we had either a show to preview or a show to go over. And this, this week, finally, we're back. Feels like it's been a month. It's finally fight week again, and it has been a yeah. month up just about. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the just, world's changed so much in the last month, too. Yeah. If you say, if you say so, I, th- I think I just... I think I just took my second shower of the of of 2022 just just now because today's oh. really because today's really the first day I've actually left my house since since the year started. So. <laughs> Okay, well, we're shutting off the video then. I don't want to see you if you've only had two showers in 12 days or whatever it's been. 10 days. Uh, 10 days. 10 days. Yeah. I guess that's not too bad. That's a joke. Um, but that's yeah, a no, jo- I that's mean, a joke, I mean, folks. You know, just okay. FYI, I'm not that. I'm not that bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, when we uh, when we last had a UFC, I mean, Omicron was just kind of rearing its ugly head, and now we're in full gear. And it's funny because I had made the prediction that you know by the next time uh, UFC does a show, they probably will only be testing symptomatic fighters and. I don't know if that's the case, but I have a strong suspicion that it is. Because uh, otherwise, half these people would test positive. It's not the case. <laughs> They're still testing. It's not, everybody. eh? They're still testing They're everybody testing. As, normal. Oh. as normal. This is going to be bad then because a lot of people are going to test positive. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you this right now. Like the way things are going. Yeah. Uh, we got 11 fights scheduled. Uh, there, there, was, there, at least three of these fights are going to go. Yeah. Down. There was a memo that was, I don't have it in front of me. If anybody's listening, listening, you Paul want to check it out. It's a uh, Nolan King from MMA junkie posted on MMA junkie, the actual memo that was sent out to fighters, you know, before this fight week and upcoming five weeks. And yeah, from what I remember, uh, I don't have it in front of me, but from what I remember, they're still testing, you know, as normal, you know, twice, you know, when they first arrive and then Friday morning before the weigh-ins. Really? So huh? yeah. I guess, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. I just, I don't know. 
uh i i just have a really bad feeling that uh like you know because the like so many people are testing positive you know it's um and not even being sick so that's yeah. what you know just i mean in this card already like you know we we would i mean it might end up being a really good card you, they usually are but this is not a real good card on paper um, right main event's awesome but the rest of it is kind of garbage <laughs> like i am i underplaying this or i mean we'll get into the card we'll, but yeah later we'll get into but, it later but yeah yeah it's taking, yeah, some, it's taking some hits we'll put it that way yeah yeah and i mean and and i would be shocked if it doesn't take more um yeah but uh before we get into that uh we we did start our uh our global MMA draft last week, and and we got a little bit of time to play with here, so we're going to do a couple more divisions here. Uh, we're going to get into men's bantamweight and women's bantamweight, but we have also made a decision here. Okay, so actually, we should have talked about this off off air. But um, are we going to do flyweights? Or are we just going to include the flyweights that have fought in bantamweight in this division? I I think we might as well just like scrap like do one or the other but not both because yeah. i don't think there's enough 135ers to even do a draft so yeah well, i think we're better well, off I, if I was we just doing, combine them i was doing one i was with the mindset of 135 plus you know you know throwing you know okay. like, like okay. i told you so throwing. oh so then we can get into the bell tours then yeah, yeah let's do that the, and then we're the just go and then okay but we also made so, so then we, no, we also no valentina we also made a gentleman's agreement not to draft Valentina in this division just yeah. so that way we could do the women's flyweight because otherwise it would be kind of yeah. be pointless because at least with flyweight, the the pool is large because you have, you know, yeah. you also have Bellator's flyweight division and then these other flyweight division divisions, you know. So. And we, we can also even use bantamweights that don't get drafted if, if we want to. Yeah, as long as they fit the criteria. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. So uh, so let's start with that. Um, so we're actually like, start with know, the, I, I, we're going to start with the men's bantamweights. That that's what. Yeah, came yeah. First, but so. actually, bef- bef- just before just before we do the draft, yeah. we always like to do a little bit of little bit of catch up here. Um, your Packers. What the hell? They lost to the Lions. I'm just kidding. It Me. didn't even matter. But <laughs> it, <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of funny though. Um, I, I was shocked to see the Lions were favorites going in, but I guess that was just because yeah. the, everybody knew that Green Bay didn't care. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I think I think going going in they were favorites because the the anticipation was Rodgers and the starters yeah. not playing playing. Actually, they actually played more than I thought they would. I didn't think they I didn't think they play the whole first half, but you know it's just so yeah. you know how it is. So so yeah, just yeah. getting getting reps in. They're looking playoffs. good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I really feel like this I think it's NFL, gonna be them or the Bucks. I think this NFL year is wide open, and I wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me yeah. any anyway. You know, I just like, I, I mean, being a the hardcore Packers fan, I am. I mean, we've had NFC Championship disappointments the last two years, and I don't want to go through that a third straight year. Like, let's get this, let's get to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl, and I As really a completely new. And I really want Go that Rodgers. I really want that Rodgers Mahomes Super Bowl. You know, I always call it yeah. the State Farm Bowl. Bowl, but I think it's the <laughs> two most talented quarterbacks possibly to ever play the game. Game. You know, I'm talking oh. talent, not not hey, you hey. know records or anything. You know, Tom Brady. I'm just talking talent, and I think that's just kind of like one of those Super Bowl matchups that would be like can't miss. You know, it's just something. You know, something about that matchup. And I think, I think you know, especially if. Rogers calls it quits after this year. You know, I mean, this is mm-hmm. as good of a year to do it as any. You know, and they're both both good. Uh, I think the Titans are really good, and yeah. and you you can never count out Tom Brady ever. 
No, he might win the MVP, Rogers. Oh, uh, he should. Um, so he yeah, should. Go top. He should win the yeah. MVP. MVP. You know. You know. We we had that Chicago sports writer that said he wasn't going to vote for him because of all the off season stuff COVID. and yeah. and and you know and all that, which you know turns out that that sports writer is from Chicago, which I think it has more to do with you know Rogers and his whole "I own Chicago, I own the Bears" comments more than anything. I think it's more personal. Yeah, I mean, the only other guy, you know, and he won't win it, but the only other guy I'd even consider is is Cooper Cup, but um, yeah. he, they're never going to give it to a wide receiver. So, uh, yeah, but I, you know, the, I, Cooper yeah. Cup will win Offensive Player of the Year probably. He'll probably beat Jonathan Taylor yeah. for that. But MVP is just is just too valuable for quarterbacks because I mean we've we've yeah. seen like we've seen you know. Derrick Henry, I mean, he he was he's mm-hmm. the best running back in the league, but but the backups put up comparable numbers to him. But you see, when these quarterbacks go out, it's just how much different it is. So. Jerry Rice never won an MVP, so I mean, yeah. that's all you got to that's all you got to know. The only other matchup I want to see, I mean, as a completely neutral fan, I want to see I want to see Rodgers and Mahomes. I was going to say that if you didn't, and then the other one is is Brady against the against the Patriots. I mean, those are the only two matchups I, I even care about Brady against Belichick yeah. but I mean you know anything else but I mean it's gonna be good no matter what they do yeah but anyways this isn't a football podcast it's an MMA one and we've got rounds four and five of the in the clinch 2022 2022 global MMA draft and we're gonna start with men's bantamweights and if I recall correctly I believe it is your turn to pick first yeah it is my turn to pick turn to pick first and uh with my first pick i am i don't know if this might shock you or not i am going off the board and i am taking a risk and taking him first i think he could be the best man away in the world one day but not yet but when you look at star power he's going to be the most you know the most the biggest bantamweight star there is and i'm going sean o'malley first yeah, uh, I mean, I knew you were going to be high on him, and I I have a little bit of a list here that I'm making, and he was second on my list, so you had, got him. I had, uh, a feel, I, had you. A, I had a feeling, you know, if I didn't take him first, you were going to take him first, so... So, yeah, no, I, I mean, and I would have if you didn't. Actually, I do have somebody ahead of him, and I don't expect you to pick him first. So, uh, I, I will get my first pick at number two, and and that is going to be Jose Aldo. We picked, um, uh, he, was just, picked at, he was picked at Featherweight. Oh, was he picked? Oh, crap. Okay, then I'm going Peter Yon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the champion. I mean, well, I, I mean, he's. I guess he's kind of the champion, but yeah, I, I'm going with Jan. Uh, you know, obviously he's um, the interim champion. A lot of people think the real champion, and uh, you know, best fighter. Not a big name. It's not going to sell me a lot of tickets, but it's going to give me some really good fights. Yeah. All right. My next pick. I'm going to go with a multi-time UFC champion and a guy just everybody loves to hate, and I'm going with TJ Dillashaw. Oh, frick. Oh, okay. All right, cool. I when you said love to hate, I thought you were gonna steal a guy that I I was earmarking uh, for later, um, and I probably just gave away my strategy. But you know what? I'm gonna take the other champion, uh, Alderman Sterling, okay. so I can do that unification match under my promotion and not yours. So yeah, Alderman. Alderman Sterling. Um, 
my next pick, I'm going to go with an exciting fighter who, who every single time you're going to, you have a, you have a bantamweight fight. And I mean, we're talking about this loaded division, but I can't remember a bad fight to set guy was ever in. And he's one of the top five in the world. I'm going with Corey Sanhagen. It's a very good pick. He was my backup. If my next pick wasn't available, um, which is going to be Henry Cejudo. Yeah. who I think is going to come back at some point and uh, probably compete in this division. Uh, although he's made some rumblings about featherweight. Yeah, we'll get into him a little bit a little bit later in our news section. But uh, yeah. Uh, okay. My next one, uh, you know, I'm going to go a little bit outside of the box, probably a little early on this one. But I want to, you know, I, I want a superstar, superstar, and I want oh, a legend no. for my division. I'm going to go with Uriah Faber. Oh, Oh my. Okay. Wow. That's not where I was expecting you to go. Um, no, the way when you talk about out of the box or whatever, I thought I'm just looking at my next name and I'm like, you're not going to do it to me again. Um, but I got him. I got him. I got Jack Shore. Okay. 15 and 0. Yeah. He's a future star. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I didn't coming up with Timor Velia. <laughs> I didn't think you'd have him that high, that high. You know, he was a guy on my list. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm I'm trying to build something build something here and uh I want a guy who's gonna you know rival everybody in this division. In this division, another former multi time champion champion. Uh I'm taking Dominic Cruz next. Yeah, I like that pick. I, I had him as my last pick if he lasted that long, but unfortunately he did not. Um, okay, so what are we at, six or five? This will be number five, yeah. Okay. Um, crap, I, I just got to look at the names here because I think I can save my next pick for one more. I don't think you're going to take, so I just want to make sure we're not missing somebody really good at the top here. Oh, oh. I just saw somebody that's not gone yet. Rob Font. Okay, yeah. Coming off a loss, but but great fighter, um, exciting fighter. And, uh, yeah, I like him at five. Okay. Uh, okay. I got I to gotta think here. I got to think here because I got a few, few in the mind. You know, I'm building a division of, of a mixture of, of young guys and legends. I'm going to go back to a legend who I can use in a lot of divisions, but I'm going his best days are behind him, but he's still, he's still a longtime champion. Frankie Edgar. Oh, I did not even have him on my list. Um, so I'm going to go with a guy that you told me to keep an eye on. Um, cause I actually missed his, his last fight somehow, but you, you told me, yeah, this is a guy to keep an eye on. And just remember, if you can't remember anything, just remember cousin Umar. Yeah. yeah. Umar. Cousin Umar Nurmagomedov. I, I, you know what? I think I, I have him at six. I had him on my pre-draft rankings and I was worried that you were going to pick him before. A couple times you started talking and I'm like, he's going to pick him. He's going to pick him. And no, you didn't pick him. So yeah. thank God I got him. The hard I thing about him. this Bantamweight division is it's it's loaded. And uh, yep, yeah, I'm going. I mean, there's uh, some really good picks that are not going to get picked. Some oh, yeah. really good guys. Uh, I'm going Horiguchi next. Mm. 
Okay. Just Bellator. Um, yeah, and, you know, and he's a champion in Bellator. Not even the champ. He probably he's not the champ. He's not the champ, but uh, but I mean, if it, it was a spinning back fist that kept him from being yeah, being the champ, so so I mean, he was dominating that fight, but yeah. uh, you know, he's yeah, that's a yeah, no, that that's a that's a good pick. I mean, I was I I looked at him and then I'm like, well, maybe I should take Pettis, and I'm like, no, nah, I don't really want Pettis. Um, I you know, if if we had 15 picks, I might pick Pettis, but yeah. we've only got eight. Um, okay. So I've got three names here left and two more picks and I got to figure out who will you likely take and who will you not likely take. So I think of these three names, the one you're most likely to pick is this guy. So I got to pick him next and that's Mirab Devalishvili. Okay. Okay. Oh man, this is tough. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna make a move, move here. Uh, I'm gonna go with the guy who has who has a nickname of the prospect, Nathaniel Wood. Ooh, okay. It's the kind of guy I normally would have taken. Uh, I love those UK guys. Um. All right, Nathan Nathaniel, the prospect would coming off a loss to Casey Kenny, but that's no that's no hard shakes. Um, okay, so I got two picks left, and I got two names on my list. You got one and pick left, and don't do I only have I, one? This is a, this okay. is our last pick. Yeah, this is the last pick. Yeah. Okay, you know what? I mean, I, I don't really have very many like huge names. I mean, I got Jose Aldo. But I don't really have any no, other have names that are going to sell me a lot of tickets. I, I know you. Oh, do you? Yeah, Feather. Oh, right. crap. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. So I don't really have any names um, that's going to sell me tickets. Um, so I got to pick one guy that, you know, is probably not going to win any more fights at Bantamweight, but uh, he might draw a TV rating or two, and that's Cody Garbrandt. See, that was my de- that was my debate on the final pick. I was thinking maybe yeah. maybe you didn't take him, we could get him at flyweight, but yeah, that's a Yeah. That's, that's- I, I I it was between him and Miles Johns, honestly, for my last pick and oh, yeah. I went with Cody. Um so um so out of uh so yeah, go run down the names again and then okay. I'll go over some of the names we didn't. We went pick. we went with my team. I have uh Sean O'Malley, TJ Dillashaw, Corey Sanhagen, Uriah Faber, Dominic Cruz, Frankie Edgar, Koji Horiguchi, and Nathaniel Wood. Paul selected Peter Yan, Aljamain Sterling, Henry Cejudo, Jack Shore, Rob Font, Umar Namargo Medov, Marab Devalishvili, and Cody Garbrandt. Hmm. I think we got a pretty good it was. solid mix. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the top guy, according to the topology rankings that we didn't pick, would have been Marlon Chito Vera. Um, just below him, Pedro Munoz, uh, Marlon Moraes. So, you know, but the last two guys both, you know, kind of have losing streaks. Uh, we didn't pick Yadong Song, who's a pretty big prospect. Ricky Simone, he's won four in a row. Kyler Phillips, Rafael Sunsau, who, you know, he's lost four in a row and probably is out of UFC. Um, you know, just looking down at Adrian Yanez, you know, big long win streak. We, we didn't pick him. Timor Valiev, another one we didn't pick. Jack, oh no, Jack Shore I picked. Uh, yeah, so I mean, a lot of, you know, Sergio Pettis we didn't go with. Um, 
Yeah, I'm trying to look and see if there's any other interesting names outside UFC. The Sergio will be there at Flyweight. Let's remember that. So, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't, you know, I, I mean, I kind of, yeah, I, I contemplated picking the sexy Mexi with my last pick because I love that guy so much, but I just couldn't do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw some curveballs in into this here in a few weeks when we get done with the, with this, okay. just to kind of keep it fresh and fun. So, yeah, and I'm gonna forget. So, uh, you'll, you'll probably don't, pick. Don't up worry, the I'll good send, ones. I'll send, I'll send your, I'll send you your teams before we do all that. So. Okay. All right, cool. Um, okay, so uh, next we're going to do uh, women's, you know, essentially 135 plus, uh, which would be, you know, anybody that's fought bantamweight or heavier in the last five years and is under 40. Um, so uh, it's my pick first. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, Ronda Rousey. I was just checking I, the, you know, I just make yeah. sure that her last five. It's was, definitely, it's definitely been less than five years. It has to be. Let's see, let's double check. Yeah, December thirtieth, twenty sixteen. That's two days of. No way. I'll, I'll, oh, I'll so make, she doesn't qualify? I'll make the executive decision just because it was that close. That will. I'll, okay. I'll allow it. Because I did of, not think it had been that long. Because I, or not. yeah, I was, yeah, because I was actually thinking the same thing you were, because I was looking her up right with, okay, right as you said that. Yeah, no, I mean, I was, she was going to be my first pick no matter what, because if she even thinks about coming back, I mean, that's going to sell me more pay per views than everybody else on this list put together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, yeah, so, so that's good. But I might not get a fight, so I might have wasted a first pick. So no, you're guaranteed one fight with everybody. So we'll put it in. Oh, okay. Okay. That way. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Unless they don't fight. Yeah. <laughs> this is make believe. This is make believe, Paul. Okay. This is a simulation. Okay. All right. This is. Okay. This is a okay. world of mixed martial arts five. You know that simu. Okay. That simulation gotcha, gotcha. game. Yeah. Everybody. You know this is what this is. All right. Well, uh, we should run that. We should run the sim and see how we do. Yeah. We could. <laughs> if I could find it. Yeah. Could find it. But anyway, back yeah. to this. Uh yeah, your first man. Pick. This I have, I have four choices here. This is a tough one. I mean, I know she's not the biggest draw, but she's still the the best of all time. Are you? You know, I'm gonna go with Amanda Nunez. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. Um, and and I mean. You know, you 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 probably know you can get Julia Pena at eight because <laughs> there's no way I'm picking her. Um, uh, I'm gonna go with Kayla Harrison. Yeah, um, <laughs> I knew yeah. you're going. I knew you're going with that one, but I knew like if I took Kayla Harrison yeah. next, uh, you were going Nunez next. So, so yeah, which... well, I yeah, I just I just so high on Kayla Harrison. Yeah, I mean you know yeah. that. This kind of go. This kind of figured how. This kind of played out how I thought yep. it would. Would with the top three. So, so now my natural fourth one. I got to go with cyborg. Yeah, that would have been mine. I mean, these, um, these were the top four. It was just a matter of which order yeah. it went. So, so I mean, you know. The, so, um, so I guess I will go with uh, Holly Holm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just you know, former champ, big name. All right, I'm gonna go with another former champ and another big name, Misha Tate. Okay, ooh, kind of like that. 
uh yeah kind of i you know for some reason in my brain i always think of her as a flyweight i don't know why because she's never fought a flyweight um but uh okay um we're getting into the weeds here uh remember those 145ers too so yeah i know i know i know uh you know what i'm gonna go with somebody who has literally only lost to three people that have already been picked and that's julia budd okay uh, one of the biggest signings in PFL history, according to a renowned MMA expert that we both know. Okay. I'm, a, I'm going next with somebody who also has only lost to, you know, some of these people we've we've selected and also has also beat a couple of people that we've selected. I'm going with Kat Zingano next. Oh, wow. That name I wouldn't even have thought of. Uh, huh. Well, here we go. Someone who has, in the last 10 years, has only lost to Amanda Nunez. And she's beaten uh, some big names as well, including the, the the current bantamweight champion. And that would be Jermaine Durandamy. Okay. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Like Juliana Pena, we we could go twenty, and I'm not picking her. Yeah, I mean, so, <laughs> I, I just I'm, like I'm her. Going, ne- next, I, I'm I'm I, I know I could wait until sixteen, but I'm just gonna go. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna go ahead and pick Pena now because I mean, as much okay. as we she annoys both of us, like on a like on a just you know it, she'd be better if her mouth just stayed shut. I mean, you know, I think we could all handle her. Yeah, she's still a really good fighter. And you know, yeah, I don't and, care. And beating Nunez, I, I, I know, I know. Yeah, but beating beating Nunez is that's a that's it's still like, a hell you're of not, accomplishment. You're, so you're not picking Sadara Eubanks, and I'm not picking Amanda Nunez, or I'm not picking uh, yeah. uh, Juliana Pena. Um, okay, let me just have a look here and check on this one to find out when she last fought at bantamweight. Uh, oh crap! What the heck? Website blocked. What are you talking about? Um. Okay, hang on. Um, uh, where is? It? I don't know if that website works Sorry. for for for. for no, no, no. It works. It works <laughs> it's, I'm making a joke. I'm making an adults-only joke here. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh God, you know what? I'm. I think I'm scrolling too far here. When did she last fight at Phantomweight? Crap. Uh, wait, wait. Oh no, 2015. Damn it. Okay. Who was it? I was. I was looking at uh, Jessica Andrade, but it's been seven years. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see this one here. It's tough, man. There's once you get past those first few picks, it's really tough. Okay. She has not even thought about straw weight. I don't know what the hell I'm looking at. Ah, <laughs> uh, I guess I'm, uh, I, I hate this pick, but I think she might be the best one out there. Uh, she's flyweight right now, but I think she fought at bantamweight. Uh, she's fighting this week actually. Uh, oh, come on. 27. Ah, there we go. Okay. Uh, Caitlin Shkagan. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> Fought in 2017. Okay. Uh, next, I'm going with somebody who has lots of potential. And because it's, you know, one because this weight class can be anything 135 and above, I don't know that she'll have problems making weight. And that's Aspen Ladd. Oh yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's not a bad one. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's another one that I kind of, <laughs> I would probably have avoided. So it's probably a pretty safe pick. Uh, what are we up to now? Like seven? We got two more each, yeah. Two more. Um, I really like this chick. What's... Sorry, I shouldn't say shouldn't call them chicks. That's very inconsiderate. Uh, but when did she last fight at bantamweight? Twenty sixteen. No, that doesn't make it right. Do I do I do I? Do we pick Rocky Pennington yet? Nope. Okay, that's my pick. Okay. God, this is really tough. <laughs> uh. Uh, next, I'm going with somebody who we haven't picked yet, who is a top five bantamweight in the uh, UFC right now, very close to title fight, uh, Irene Aldana. Ooh, yeah, I was looking at her. Um, hmm. So, uh, is this my last pick? Yes. Okay. Um, okay, I got three names here. Who do I want? Uh, ah, what the hell? Liz Carmouche. Okay. Yeah. Lot, won five of her last six, believe it or not. All right. I'm going to go with, since I have a solid mix of people who could fight at 130, who could fight at 135, 145, 155, whatever, and take another 145er and uh, close it out with Megan Anderson. Yeah, that was one of the ones I was looking at. Her and uh, Norma Dumont was the other yeah, one I was considering. Yeah, so that'll close and that out. And Spencer, too. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that was cool. So get, go over those names. Okay. Uh, for Paul's team, since he had the first pick in this one, he, he uh, picked Ronda Rousey, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm, Julia Budd, Jermaine Durandamy, Caitlin Chikagian, Raquel Pennington, and Liz Carmouche. And I went with Amanda Nunez, Chris Cyborg, Misha Tate, Kat Zingano, Juliana Pena, Aspen Ladd, Irene Aldana, and Megan Anderson. Okay, so at 135, some of the top names we didn't pick are Ketlin Vieira, uh, Foxy, or Yana Kunitskaya, uh, Pani Kianzad, which I'm, I don't know how I missed her, um, Sarah McMahon and Carol Rosa uh, won five in a row um, or six in a row, actually. Um, and then at uh, Featherweight, uh, there isn't a lot there and we probably got most of the big names, but well, Norma Dumont, we didn't pick. Uh, Arlene Blenko, uh, Felicia Spencer, Leslie Smith, uh, Talita Noguera, interesting name, and Liam McCourt uh, from... Uh, Beltor, I believe. Uh, she's actually an interesting prospect. She's won six in a row uh, at featherweight, and uh, including actually the last five all in Beltor. So that actually might be a name to keep an eye on down the road. And she's fighting Sinead Kavanaugh in uh, February. The card just announced actually this week. So that was our uh, draft, and uh, we'll come back. Uh, yeah, I don't know, a few weeks, maybe not next week, because next week's gonna be a pretty loaded show, previewing the pay per view and that. But next next time we have a, a down week, we'll we'll come back to this draft. Yeah. Or you know, if we're running low on time on a particular show, we can just kind of do a round or something. But uh, we're gonna go over USP on yeah, UFC on ESPN thirty two, uh, which comes up this week on uh, ESPN Plus, right? That's all it's airing on. Uh, 
uh, the main card is on ESPN. So, oh, it is okay. And it's UFC UFC on ESPN thirty two. Okay, so I'm showing here a start time of four p.m. Eastern. That would be for the plus prelim, showing, right? So, the pre- main card at what, prelims, seven? Yeah, the prelims at at uh, four Eastern time, three Central on ESPN Plus. Main card at seven Eastern time, six Central on ESPN, and of course okay. ESPN Plus so, as well. So we'll be done by nine thirty, ten o'clock, which is good. Nine, yeah. uh, nine, you know, 8.30, 9 o'clock our rate, time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we got eleven fights. Uh, we just lost another one today, but um, the main event is Calvin Guitar and Giga Kachadzi, which we've been salivating over since um, since it was announced. And hopefully, uh, they got these guys in a protective bubble. And this fight took on a whole lot of new meaning for, and something we'll get into later in the news section. But this, honestly, you know, this could be a title eliminator um, if you know, depending on how how the winner looks, particularly if it's Giga. Um, but yeah, uh, big, big featherweight fight, two exciting fighters, two top, top prospects. I mean, they're both, what, what are they ranked in UFC? Uh, Giga is, uh, I know Calvin Cater's five. I think Giga is okay. eight right now. Eight. Yeah. Eight. Okay. I got it in front of me here. Now. Yeah. So, I mean, to top 10 fighters um and giga is probably low at eight but i mean it's such a loaded division yeah that divi- um that division's tough and then you know when you look at it like like you know the way the rankings are done and i do it like he, I, I i actually think i have him above eight but when you look at eight you know he hasn't beat anybody ahead of him so that's kind of how they how some of those voters do that shit so so yeah uh, uh georgia looks like it's gonna win the uh, championship. Oh, um, sorry, sidetracked. Um, <laughs> That's fine. I, yeah, so, last I saw, Georgia was just had just taken the lead, thirteen to nine. So, yeah, they're up one. It's thirteen twelve now, I think. Oh. Um, so, yeah, no, uh, Jiga and, and uh, Calvin Qatar, man, uh, five rounds, obviously main event. Um, this, I don't think is going to go five rounds, but if it does, damn, we're going to have a fight of the year contender on the first show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Calvin Cater hasn't fought any year since the first UFC of 2021, and he was on the receiving end of that beating from Max Holloway. So, so I mean, this is like we, you know, he. <laughs> it was such a beating that he had to take a whole year off, and and yeah, his coaches in the UFC wanted to bring him back, you know, slowly to make sure make sure he's okay. But I mean, this is a this is a huge fight to come back for after a year after that after a year layoff. And uh, Giga Chikadze seven and zero so far in the UFC. UFC just looking damn good, and and you know ha- finished uh, Cub Swanson and Edson Barboza last year, and just I mean you know it's a title eliminator for him for sure, for sure. It's uh, I don't know that he would get the next title shot. He might have to fight one more time, which is just crazy. But that's just how loaded featherweight is. But but he's you know he's really really good but calvin cater i mean i talked about it whenever we did our featherweight draft when i and i drafted him he came in into the ufc with just this reputation of being being a dis you know a decision fighter on the on the regional scene i, I mean if you kind of you know if you look at it his his one two three four five his six 
fights pre-UFC before he got signed. You know, you know, he won them all, but they they all went to decisions, and then all of a sudden, you know, and then his first fight went into decision with with Andre Feely, but. Every fight he's won since then, except for the Dan Ige fight, has been knockouts, and he's just looked really, really impressive. And uh, yeah, this is gonna be a great fight. I'm looking really forward to it. And it's a great way to kick off the the new year of the UFC. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but then uh, the card takes a sharp downturn. <laughs> I well, mean, we, there's no other nice we, way to. Put we lost it. probably the most exciting fight on the on the card card you know which is going to be muslim salikov against michelle Bahara. that was supposed to be the co-main event yeah but we lost it yesterday because i don't i don't know what happened to salikov and i know they're still trying to get an opponent for Bahara. Bahara, um you know he could still be on the card i don't know who the hell is going to step up and fight that guy on a less than a week's notice <laughs> if it's anybody it's going to be a yeah. guy who's just itching to get in the ufc and doesn't matter who who he fights but uh but what's Chris Curtis doing? <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know if he can, he can make he 170 right now. Can't get so, down to 170 yeah, yeah. short notice, yeah. yeah. Um I mean unless something happens with, you know, there's one other welterweight fight on the card. So if if something happens to uh, Brahimaj or Court McGee, I mean they would just do that probably. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know what they're going to do, which is kind of a shame because I mean, yeah. Michelle Pajara is always must see TV and and the fight with Muslim yeah. Salikov, we've been itching for Salikov to have a you know a very high profile featured fight, and this is going to be the co-main event. So, so yeah, when I said the just have him said, go out there and do shadow boxing, yeah. that would be entertaining. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> honestly, yeah, you know, just let Pajara, you know, do <laughs> do yeah, shadow boxing, cartwheel kicks, jump, you know, do some yeah. capoeira, some break dancing, you know, just you know, just enter. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's what he does, anyways. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm know, just saying, and he probably wouldn't miss much more than he usually does. I mean, um, I'm just saying, yeah. losing that fight is what I call a damn yeah. shame. Yeah, because our co-main is, uh, I guess it's the co-main, uh, Caitlin Chagagian and Jennifer Maya, which I mean, they're top flyweights, but um, you know, and really like in terms of division, I mean, they're, they, they're the top ranked fighters on the card, but, um, this is not a co-main event <laughs> that anybody really wants to see. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I honestly, like I've seen, I mean, I've, there's been weeks when this would have been the main event, but I mean, that's a really shitty card when, when that happens. Yeah. I mean, it's top, top five flyweights to, to, two women who have lost to Valentina but who have also you know won their most recent fights and and you know I it's kind of like I kind of like the fact that they booked this fight because it's it's you know because both of them have been kind of stopping momentum you know from other others and it's you know mm-hmm. It's already two girls who have lost to Valentina who are not going to get another shot at Valentina. So just match those those up and keep them away from other people you're trying to build. And of course, you know, Kaylin Chugagian, with every, as with every Kaylin Chugagian fight, you might want to watch it on mute or with some headphones on. Yeah. Because you're going to hear a lot of tennis grunts. 
But uh, yeah, yeah. But Jennifer Maya also, you know, one of the rare fighters who's actually taken around for Valentina Shevchenko. So, so yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's an interesting fight. It's probably not going to be good, but uh, but you know, it's it's an interesting fight at least. Well, and at some point, you know, Valentina has pretty much cleaned out the division. So at some point, she might have to go back and fight somebody a second time. So if one of these two gets on a roll, you know, maybe they get another title shot. Yeah. You know, particularly yeah. if it's Jennifer Maya. Yeah. You know, since she did win the one round. Um, and then, you know, we got a good flyweight fight. Um, well, one, I mean, Brandon Royville and Rogerio Bonterran, which I guess Bonterran is moving down or was he, did he just miss weight in his last fight? I know, uh, I know he, he fought a bantamweight they, last uh, time. Yeah, that was a short notice fight that they moved up to bantamweight and right. he still missed yeah. weight for it. But, uh, yeah. yeah, but back at flyweight. But he, uh, yeah, so him and Brandon Royville, which, you know, Royville was basically one win away from a title shot you know, not that long ago. Yeah. Um, and then the other Brandon got it, uh, you know, cause he beat him in the first round and, uh, now he's got, you know, now he's got two losses in a row and, you know, if he loses again, you know, it's gonna be tough for him. But both these guys have had exciting fights with Kai Car France. If we kind of remember the Royal Car yep. France fight, that was one of the most exciting, you know, two round fights that you'll ever see. Just a lot of back and forth. And then last year, Kai Car France knocked out Bunterine. It was kind of one of those delayed, kind of knockout kind of situations. If you, if people you know can remember remember that but uh yeah but uh yeah the, these this i think this is a sneaky sneaky good fight it might, it's probably the second best fight on the card now you know you know outside of the main event yeah so, so yeah yeah it has potential to be exciting but also has a potential it kind of depends on bontarine and how much he engages because he can also have very slow and methodical fights but royville is an action fighter so so yeah pretty good pretty good flyweight fight there I'm actually looking down this card and good Lord, there's, I mean, I'm trying to find something that might be interesting and there's like one featherweight fight on the prelims that might be okay. Yeah. Um, holiday. And holidays, then, yeah. Holidays. A lot of people don't want to train and be ready for yeah, the fight. Yeah, they want yeah. to start themselves yeah. Thanksgiving and Christmas. So I got to appreciate well, people. Speaking of which, speaking of stuffing yourself with Thanksgiving, exactly. that'll bring us to our next Perfect fight. Segue. Yeah. Perfect segue. Yeah. Jake Collier, everybody's favorite middleweight turned heavyweight, um, you know, fighting Chase Sherman in in a battle of these two guys are both still in UFC. Uh, yeah, they still are. Actually, Chase yeah. Sherman's, uh, you know, not done too bad. I mean, he lost his last two fights, but he went the distance in both of them. And, um, you know, I arguably beat Arlovsky. Um, the Parker Porter, that one was not really close, but yeah. if I'm remembering right. But the Arlovsky fight definitely was, you know, a lot of people had uh, uh chase winning that one and and he got the knockout in his ufc return but yeah i mean this this guy that was you know fighting in bare knuckle fighting you know like two years ago and uh now here he's on a ufc main card against uh jake collier yeah. who uh <laughs> i yeah. i mean he's gonna be in the rankings at some point <laughs> like if he you well, know i mean i mean he's lost two of his last three but yeah Everybody's been doing that ten year that ten year challenge lately, you know, and Jake Collier, that ten year yeah. challenge is definitely a little little different. But uh I mean Collier his last fight against Carlos Felipe in June was really Eight. exciting. It was really exciting. And, you yeah. know, so so and I mean and these these are two guys that are gonna have you know, an entertaining fight. They're never gonna be contenders at heavy at heavyweight, but sometimes you just kinda have to have heavyweights like this who will just go out there and kinda just 
you know, kind of have a rock'em sock'em robots type of fight, and, and, and I think that's yeah, what this will be. It's not gonna, yeah, it's, yeah. It, you know, it's gonna, it's not gonna be your classic. Well, it's gonna be your classic heavyweight MMA fight. You know, if that's kind of what you're looking for, just kind of just a whole lot of sloppiness and a whole lot of and just kind of a little bit of a mess. But I mean, but it'll probably be very entertaining. So I mean, we got that at least that yeah to look forward to. Yeah, and then rounding out the main card, we've got, uh, you know, our veteran Bill Algio against Joe Anderson Brito, you know, coming off the uh, Contender Series where he had that, you know, he's controversial, I think, that he got a contract, um, you know, getting the, um, you know, technical decision. Um, you know, I think it was, if I remember right, the fight was stopped early and they went to the judges' cards because it was stopped on a foul. I think so. I think that's that. Right. Yeah, and and it was like we were both, I think, kind of surprised that Dana gave him a contract. Um, but you know, I I mean, they need fighters, and you know, and these guys come cheap. And he's only twenty six, he's twelve and two, so you know, interesting prospect. Uh, look at his picture; he's one of those guys, one of those Brazilian guys that's twenty six and looks like he's forty. Yeah. So you know, when he's forty and still fighting, we're gonna think he's sixty. Um, but yeah, and then Bill Algio is, uh, you know, I I mean. He's a guy that, you know, if you're watching every show, you know who he is, but he wins as much as he loses. And, uh, you know, he's lost two of his three UFC fights. And I don't know. This doesn't really light my world on fire, but we'll see. Yeah. It's a, I mean, Britta's won 10 in a row. So, so he's coming in with, you know, yeah. on a very good, very good win streak. And he's going to, you know, it's a tough test for your first UFC fight. I mean, Algeo, yeah, he's, you know, one and two so far in the UFC, but his two losses came to the Ricardos, Ricardo Lamas and Ricardo Hamos, which, you know, those are, those are, uh, two tough, two tough the same losses. Guy? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. Holds a win over Spike Carlisle. Oh, you said Lamos. Sorry. I thought you said Lamos. Lamos. Lamos like, and, okay. Well, it's, it's spelled yeah. Ramos, but it's spelled, but it's pronounced Hamos. Yeah, I know. I thought you. I thought you said Ramos and Hamos, and I'm like, yeah. that's the same guy. You're just tri yeah. <laughs> tricking me. But I just looked them up, and it's Lamas. I just heard one of them wrong. Um, okay, and then you know what? That Joe Anderson Brito and Bill Algio. Um, you know, you just listened to us talk about that one. The prelims. Every one of these fights is that exact same fight, <laughs> pretty much. Kind of. Yeah. It's like yeah. a UFC veteran against a, a newcomer. Kind of. Well, just run them down. Tell I'll us if there's anything we need to keep an eye on. Uh, it uh, the the show kicks off with a women's strawweight fight: Savannah Gomez Juarez against Vanessa Demopoulos. Uh, both ladies in their second UFC fights, looking for their first win. It's a fight. Uh, next we have bantamweight fight: Brian Kelleher. You know who's very popular. You know and has has a bit of a name and a bit of a name and you know always has exciting fights. And I don't know why he's this early on the card. On a card, he should be on the main card. But anyway, but he's fighting Syed Yokub Kakaromanov, or I guess how that's it. That's how you say. But uh, if everybody, I don't know if anybody kind of remembers the story of Kakaromanov. His uh, first UFC fight, he took on like five days' notice. Notice he got a call Tuesday while he was in in uh, what Kazakhstan. 
I think that's where he's from. Yeah. Yeah, and he took the and he flew from Kazakhstan to the, to Las Vegas on like you know like four days before the fight in the middle of a pandemic and came in and won his UFC debut debut. So I mean, this is you know I'm surprised this fight's not on the main card over honestly over a couple of the main card fights we have we have in I mean you know, so. Uh, Next, that we have a bastard. Dana White didn't even give him a performance bonus for that. I'm sure he got a little bit of something extra. But uh, anyway, next fight, we have Dakota uh, Harry Bush against. <laughs> what <laughs> That's the his f- nickname. That's his nickname. His nickname okay. is Harry. Yeah. You All know, right. Uh, you say. Uh, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I guess debuting Slava Borshev uh, from Team Alpha Male. Uh, Borshev had a crazy knockout on the Contender Series to get a, his contract. Uh, I mean, it's. Yeah, it's a, it's a fight. Don't. Oh, by the way, don't Google Dakota Harry Bush. Just do yourself a favor. Yeah. <laughs> not safe for work. Yeah. You get. Uh, no, you get Dustin Reynolds' kid. It's not good. Oh, okay. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. she, she's 23 now. It's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is going off the rails, Fontaine. This is all, and I blame you on this one. This is probably this this might be more entertaining than these prelims, to be honest. So you know, <laughs> yeah. So uh, next we have featherweight fight: uh, Gabriel Benitez against T.J. Brown. Uh, Benitez six and five in the UFC, twenty two and nine overall from a uh, Ultimate Fighter Latin America, and T.J. Brown, who is one and two in the UFC, but should be zero and three. But he got a gift against Kai Kamaka in his last fight. But uh, hopefully the judges. Don't give him another gift if he actually loses this fight. Uh, next, and next we have uh, another, you know, a guy who's been around a long time, former Ultimate Fighter winner, welterweight fight, Court McGee against Ramiz Brahimaj. Uh, McGee got back on the win column in his last fight. Uh, Brahimaj, Brahimaj, one and one in the UFC, UFC. So that should be a good fight. And we close out the prelims, middleweight fight, Jamie Pickett against short notice replacement Joseph Holmes. Pickett coming off his first UFC win. He was a guy who was actually on the contender series three times, and on the third time he won and got a contract. Holmes was on the contender series, won, didn't get a contract, won in the Fury FC promotion yeah. right afterwards, and then he gets signed for short notice fight here to replace Kyle. Everyone Kyle. and their dog got a contract. Everyone and their dog got a contract this year, and this dude not, <laughs> submitted somebody in the second round and Dana said, nah, he's too young. We're not going to bring him back. Yeah. And then he's he's here two months later. Yeah. So three months later. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. hey, good for him. I mean, so yeah. Six and that's, one, you know? Yeah. Seven, seven and one. Yeah. Seven and one. Seven and one. Yeah. Yeah. But so yeah. He's six and one when he got the win. Yeah. But yeah. yeah that's I mean, not that's, much there. I mean, great, great main event. The rest of the card is a night of fights, you know, first show of the year. First show of the year, these these shows kind of tend to deliver some entertaining stuff, and UFC's been on a great run of really fun shows. You know, does kind of doesn't matter. It seems it doesn't matter who's in inside the octagon. It's been pretty entertaining lately, so we'll see if that keeps up here. 
what you might get, you know, with all these young fighters and, you know, debuting fighters and whatever, like, you know, they're going to be trying to put on a show, you know, for show of the year, you know, trying to win 50 grand for a performance bonus. We, we might see some exciting fights. Yeah. You know, some of these contender series people that, you know, like we ran them down when they were on the contender series and we're like, oh, yeah, they look great. And then, you know, then you forget about them two weeks later. And now here they are again. And, so, you know, yeah, VX every- like Borchev and Joseph Holmes and, yeah. you know, Joe Anderson Brito. Yeah. And everybody in the I'm not going to try to sell anybody on Silvana Gomez Juarez and Vanessa yeah. Dempelus, but Yeah. And you know, everybody inside the UFC Apex would be in a great mood. Everybody's happy to be back, you know, yeah. fight. So so yeah, probably be a good time and then and it leads into we got some big stuff coming up here soon, but you yep. know. Yeah, we got a pay-per-view next weekend and uh, just a reminder to everyone that uh, we'll be doing a a show on the Patreon uh, immediately after the show uh, going over uh, the results and uh, you know any news that comes out of it and we're going to have a co-host um, if all goes well uh, my good buddy Dean Jenkinson uh, who is a you know bit of a local celebrity here in Winnipeg uh, you know you could some of you you know that outside of Canada might not have heard of him but he's uh, he's a big MMA fan and uh, he's a funny guy does stand-up comedy so you may have seen him at uh, your local comedy club at some point but yeah he'll be coming on the show with us uh, after you UFC two, what is it? Two seventy? Yeah, two sixty nine. Two seventy. Two seventy. Okay, yeah, I always get these numbers mixed up, and you're the you're the uh, numbers guy when it comes to UFC. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, we got that to look forward to next week. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, UFC Fight Night, as as we said, uh, kicks off three p.m. on. 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Plus, and main card at 7 on ESPN. So that is the UFC on ESPN 32. So now we have to talk about, and uh, yeah, you know, not much of a week here, but there there was a bit of a talking point here, and it feels like every year around this time we have this same conversation, but I guess we're going to have it again. So, Ryan, what do we got to talk about this week? Uh, I mean, there was a lot of stuff I could have put I could have put here, but uh, I mean, we're going to focus more of it on the news. But kind of one of the things that a lot of media members talked about talked about we talked about a year ago was there's been yet another uh, UFC pay per view price increase up up five more dollars to seventy four ninety nine now now uh, starting with UFC two seventy. I mean, it's the second straight year that this has happened, but. Uh, I mean, I'm a little bit more like on the positive side of this and thinking that, and I said it last year, I go like, I don't know that it'll make any difference. And, and last year, I mean, they're coming off their biggest pay-per-view year, year of all time, which, which just kind of proves the point that, that when it comes down to it, when people, if people want to see a show, it's not going to matter if it's $65, $70 or $75, they're going to pay for it. So, and I kind of don't think that, I think a lot more people make a bigger deal out of it than it actually, actually is. I mean, uh, maybe I'm just, I'm also probably one of those that I think that when I look at it, okay, it's five, it's $5 a month or 60 bucks a year. If I actually buy all 12 pay-per-views, which I don't because I am, you know, a lot of times I'm at at least half the shows. I won't be at UFC 270, but there's 
pretty good pretty good shot i'm at the i'm at the next at least three of them but uh but you know but for me like i look at it like eh, 60 bucks that's whenever i honestly whenever i work my shoot job that's like an hour and a half worth of work for me so it's like it makes no it makes no dent in my pocket my pocket so i don't see the big deal of it i wish obviously we all wish that the fighters would get a bigger piece of the pie but at the same time i actually don't think this is a ufc decision i think it's an espn decision because as far as i know it was the same case last year that uh yeah, I mean, the UFC gets the same amount, whether it was $65, $70, or $75. And this is just ESPN trying to get more money for all the uh, all the sports they have, you know, money tied into. And, and also save up because here pretty soon they're going to be renewing the UFC and they're going to be, you know, renewing it for probably at least double what they're paying right now. So, I mean, I don't know. It's different for you in Canada. As far as I know, they're staying the same yeah. price. So, so you tell me what you think about no, this. No, I think that I think they'll be going up here too. Um, they usually do. They may not have announced it yet, but they generally, if there's a price increase down there, there's one up here too. But that's um, you figure they did nine million buys on pay per view last year, or yeah, eight point five something like that. I mean, they're basically just giving themselves an extra forty three million dollars for nothing because I mean, I don't think they lose you know one buy i mean you know, obviously they'll lose one buy but i mean they're not losing even you know half of a percent of their buys by increasing the pay-per-views by five bucks i agree with you on that point because pe most people just you know they just pay it i mean we saw the stat um it's like something like 20 percent of the espn plus subscriptions are people that signed up twice because they didn't realize they already had a subscription and you know so they're paying espn twice because they only want turn on the service every time like you know conor mcgregor fights or something it's you know people are dumb yeah. <laughs> and, and we have way too much money yeah uh you know especially in america like i say like i think a, i think a bigger deal is made a made a, out of this whenever it's announced especially by yeah. media people especially by it's always funny because most of the time when I see the media people talking talking about this, it's people who who get reimbursed by the companies they work for for yes. the pay-per-views they buy. So it doesn't. So it's not. It doesn't really matter to those people. I mean, just, I mean, I mean, I know, I know how I know how that works. I know that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> trust me. I know how that works. I've taken advantage of it in my lifetime. You know, being reimbursed to to watch a pay per view that I'm covering. That's you know, it's it's common. It's common thing. You know, when with you know journalists. So so I mean, you know, they're the ones that seem to make the bigger deal out of it than most fans. And honestly, because I don't think the fans really care if the if you're giving them a product they want to watch they want to watch they're going to pay for it and and honestly if you look at the pay-per-views from this past year i mean i would strongly feel that every time you watch the show show even if you're only getting five fights that you got your money's worth on each show this year so yeah yeah so yeah i mean i think we're both in agreement there uh nothing um Nothing to make of this other than, you know, just give media people something to bitch about. Um, and it will make no difference. Yeah. I mean, you know, 
I, the only time I would say like if they get to like a hundred bucks at that point, I think that's when people start to wait a minute. Do I really want to, you know, watch uh, Brandon Moreno and uh, Devison Figueredo and pay a hundred bucks? Like, yeah. but I, I think anything below that, where it's going to be the same thing. I do think I do think they're still experimenting with some ideas. I mean, I'm one of those people who who last who a few months ago, I don't know how many people I know got this. I know some people did, but uh, they were sent out a survey with all these little different options. And if you kind of read that, read that, you know, there was a strong possibility that it was going to go up again this year. But they're also talking about potential bundles in the future and other yeah. stuff. So so, you know, bundling, you know, maybe making pay-per-views with lesser of a headliner head you know lesser of a fight like you know say say like we'll take last year yeah. you know you had conor mcgregor against dustin poirier in the next month you had cyril gone against Derek lewis you know they were some of the one of the survey questions was like was just like would you pay more for this fight and less for this fight you know blah 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 stuff like that stuff like that you know or, you know or if or if you were to get the option of these two you know they were six if they were 65 last year you put them together at 130 if you were to get the take the option of getting both these shows for you know 140 would you do that you know blah blah you know stuff like that you know or something. Um, I, I can't I'll remember tell you exactly. I mean, if they, exactly how it went. So I, I think what they call that is like, is it staggered pricing? Yeah. Um, I think because they do that in in like baseball. Uh, you know, if you want to see the Yankees play, you pay one price, and if you want to see the the you know, San Diego Padres play, well, that's a bad example. Like yeah. the you know Kansas City Royals or something, you pay you pay less. Um, but the um, what I'll say is what what would have happened with that is, yeah, you might get like a $5 discount if, you know, the flyweights are headlining, but then you're going to actually probably pay like a hundred bucks for a Connor fight. Like, so they'll make more money on something like that than, yeah. you know, it's not going to save the consumer money. It's going to end up just digging more money out of them. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I'll, I, I think I've told, I don't know if I've told this story on here before, but when they, they did those bundles things years ago, like probably 10 years ago now. And uh, I remember pretty, very clearly it was the end of the year. It was like October, November, December. And maybe, and so I think they had four pay-per-views in three months and you could, would basically get four for the price of three. And I just, you know, I purchased it, you know, knowing what all the main events were going to be ahead of time. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? This is not a bad deal. And then I watched a couple shows that I wouldn't have watched otherwise. Cause this was at a time when I wasn't buying every show and they were all awesome. So it was like, it hooked me, you know, and from that point on, I was buying every single show. And I think I've missed like maybe two shows in the last 10 years that I haven't paid for. So, you know, it, it worked in that sense. And, and that might be how you do hook some new viewers. So, yeah. um, you know. Outside of just having like a season pass, which I don't think you'll ever do, but yeah. I mean that would end up you'd be paying like three hundred bucks a year at minimum for a season pass, and and possibly more than that. Nobody's going to pay that. So, you know, if you ask somebody to pay like you know five hundred bucks out of pocket, yeah, you might be saving money over the course of the year, but you're not going to get too many people paying five hundred dollars for a year of UFC if you have to pay it all at once. Yeah, like, I mean, you know. I want to I want to do that per, personally even you know as a fan because a lot of, when it comes to pay-per-views some of these shows I travel to you so what would be the point point yeah. of you know buying buying a bundle of 12 pay-per-views for 500 bucks if I'm going to go to five or six of these shows you know especially depending on where they're held you know if they're I mean I know at least some at least four of those shows are going to be in Las Vegas so that's four opportunities and obviously well, at least one of them is going to be in Texas somewhere and then you know 
know, then you yep. have other California, Chicago, New York. I mean, you know, you know, I, but even I, for people that aren't traveling to the shows, like even people that buy every month, like you're just not going to put out 500 bucks yeah. in one shot. You'd rather pay the 75 bucks a month yeah. than paying 500 bucks for a year. So yeah, I, I don't think they'll ever do that. Yeah. I, I saw somebody suggesting, oh, they should do like a season pass and charge like 200 bucks. They're not doing that. No, that's stupid. Right. Like that, they, you know, you, you, I mean, yeah, a lot of people would jump on it and they lose a ton of money. Like, I, I remember we had this exact conversation last year yeah. about how, oh man, it's too expensive. And then they had their biggest year ever. Yeah, I know. So. That's like, that's like whenever I saw that, <laughs> yeah. and everybody making a big deal out of it. I was just like, okay, you needed your talking point for the day. Just like, yeah, the talking point the day before was the owner of one championship challenging Dana White to, <laughs> to a fight on pay per view. You know, that's not going to happen. Why are you writing? stories about it who cares ignore it yeah i mean you're you know why are you wasting time time writing stories acting like there's a big deal who fucking cares it's not gonna happen yeah you know? if they put good fights on people will buy them doesn't yeah. really matter what it costs yeah i mean they've proven that over and over again okay so news we got a bunch of news um and top of the news i think for me and you and everybody listening probably probably end up being the cover photo of of our show because the show we previewed sucked um is uh alex volkanovsky did i say yeah alexander volkanovsky and max holloway yeah stop fights off yeah well it was on it was just as quickly as it was on it was off because i guess yeah they, i guess it, uh from what i know they may have prematurely announced it they but they had both verbally agreed to the fight but but holloway's agreement was making sure he still got clear that he got cleared he has a lingering injury and he went to go train and it flared up and so he never actually signed a bout agreement so now we have a situation where we're looking for an opponent for alexander volkanovsky and there's been a who's who list of people who have thrown their name name in that you've had giga chikazi threw his name in the hat threw his name in the hat henry cejudo uh, Korean Zombie, Chan Sung Jung, Josh Emmett, Yair Rodriguez, all those have thrown their names in the hat. Uh, as far as I know, Volkanovsky wants the Korean Zombie fight. That's his target. Uh, and uh, all this was supposed to happen at UFC 272 on March 5th, along with Aljamain Sterling and Peter Piotr Jan doing their unification bout. Uh, Ariel Hawani reported, and I've heard rumblings that they might actually move these fights to April 9th at UFC 273 in Brooklyn because there's talk oh. about having a having a particular fight happen on March 5th in Las Vegas. I don't know. I don't know exactly what the fight is. All I know is I've heard it's a kind of a goodie. It kind of makes me think that maybe the that maybe Connor's ready to return. You know, as quickly as March. That 5th. seems early. Yeah, it seems That's early. Way early. I mean, it seems right way early. Not but, um, but I mean, but you don't move a I DS mean, fight. It's got it's got to be a Connor fight or a title fight that we're not expecting, which is which. I mean, unless unless Oliver and Gaethje are ready to go and they want to do that in Vegas instead of Brooklyn, you know, or if uh, or if Kamaru's ready to go and he wants to fight March fifth against Leon Edwards. I mean, but I don't even know that you would move, you know, and to give it more time to 
for the featherweight title. Yeah, I don't know. Ready. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, Usman's a bigger draw, but yeah, um, I kind of almost want to do the Usman fight in in Brooklyn as yeah. opposed to Vegas. But yeah, yeah, but it, but but out of the point. But uh, besides the point, uh, I do think the right move would be to give it to the zombie. I mean, yeah, he's only won yeah. one one fight, but the fight before that was the Brian Ortega fight, which was a very competitive fight. And even if you're going on March 5th, yeah, if Giga Chikadze wins on Saturday and he finishes, and he finishes Calvin Cater, if you're going, if the fight's going to end up on March 5th, you're asking him to turn around in six weeks. It's not a given that that's going to be possible. So you kind of go with somebody else and i think there's a lot of i think there's a lot of pent-up demand for people to see korean zombie get a title fight so i kind of think that's the fight you go with yeah uh, you know and yeah, I think he hasn't fought for the title since what aldo since auto fight and he's popular and it's the best drawing fight they're gonna yeah. have outside of holloway i mean so yeah. I, I don't think henry cejudo henry cejudo is not a is not a uh it's not an option. We'll put it to you that way. I mean, he's still got. Might money. be the best money option, but yeah, if he's, he's not, he's if it's not he, a realistic fight. He's asking for a lot, and you know, okay. I don't think he has any leverage <laughs> because they try. Yeah. They've tried to make every time they've tried to make a deal with him. He keeps. He wants more. He kind of, you know, he says a number, they agree to it, then he all of a sudden he starts asking for more, and I think they're getting tired of playing games with him. So. So you don't think, um, yeah, no, I, I, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just kind of playing with some things in my head and yeah, I, I mean, Spit them out. I think I, if I had to choose, I would say zombie. Yeah. Um, you know, and then with the, you know, obviously if, um, if Giga, if Giga got a quick knockout, I mean, yeah, you said six weeks. I mean, it's, it's technically it's seven weeks between the two fights, but, um, you know, six weeks of training, um, and I mean, we've seen worse, but that seems a little ambitious for a title fight. Yeah. Um, especially against somebody that's probably already training. So, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see what that happens. And then Holloway, you know, we don't know when he'll be ready to fight again, but that's going to delay. You know, he's going to be looking at, uh, you know, like August probably at earliest before he can get a title fight. Yeah. So yeah, July, August. Um, it just it kind of depends. I think yeah. a lot depends whether this happens. March fifth, like originally planned, or if it gets pushed back to April 9th. So you make it wonder if it if it does get pushed back to April, or like how serious is Holloway's injury? Could he fight in April? Um, you know, I yeah. don't know. They haven't really said too much about what 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 the situation is, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think I think the uh, uh, but I think I think the plan from the USC is Volkanovski and Korean and and the zombie. So okay. Cool. All right. Uh, and then uh, you know, we kind of hinted at it just now, but um, the, the co-main on that show is, uh, you know, Sterling and Jan finally going to have their rematch. Uh, two guys on my uh, bantamweight roster uh, fighting uh, on, on that card in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it'd be almost a year to the day of their first fight of the controversy. If it happens, you know, assuming wow. it happens on March 5th, March 5th, uh, but yeah, uh, as far as I know, Sterling. Oh, so is, that's that date's not official. It's either like like I was mentioning, it's either March fifth or April 9th. The talk was, oh, was moving okay. both title fights because they had something special. Which gotcha. Which I mean, if you're moving both title fights, title fights not just yeah, one of them. Not- like I said, like that's what makes you think Connor because Connor Connor's deal is he's the headliner no matter what, no title fights. 
on the card. Well, there you go. It's He's Jake Paul, Connor and Jake Paul. <laughs> um, maybe it's uh, what, maybe it's uh, maybe it's Connor and Tony Ferguson. <laughs> oh, hey, there you go. There you go. Um, what um, now? We should find out soon because I want to put tickets on sale soon. Yeah, right? yeah. We should know something soon. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's seven weeks uh, out. Seven, yeah, yeah, and you know, it's Las Vegas. And granted, for Vegas, yeah. you know, I've seen them sell tickets for Vegas shows four weeks in advance and sell them out. So who knows? But yeah, yeah, you should know something. And honestly, go ahead. We should know something soon about what's going on. I guess if they if this if they were going to do something like that, this is kind of the time frame to wait a bit because, I mean, you know, the whole situation with Omicron and everything could be a lot different in a month yeah. than it is right now. So people might be more inclined to book, you know, plane flights and hotels and stuff. Um, you know, I've seen people already booking for May, and I'm like, I you know, I just want to see how this plays out before I even think about going yeah. anywhere. Yeah, you just uh, gotta yeah. you gotta gotta remember the American yeah. mentality on this stuff now. It's kinda- yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's like, whatever. We're done with this. Move on. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so you have a, uh, a Dustin Poirier, uh, Diaz update. I assume that's Nate. Yeah. Yeah. They want UFC wants to fight. Uh, it was almost booked for UFC 271. The problem, the problem is Nate Diaz. They want Nate to sign a contract extension. They're, you know, mm. they're not going to book him until he signs a contract extension. They want at least one fight. They want him to at least commit to a third, to a third Connor fight. They'll, they are willing to do a one fight contract extension, let him fight that out, and then decide what he wants to do. But they want at least one more fight out of him, out of him, and they want him to agree to degree to fight Conor McGregor again before they'll book him whether the, whether his last fight is against Conor or he books another fight against Conor so until that until he agrees to do that they're icing him so I mean you know which, okay. which you know can't really surprise can't really say you're surprised about that because they you know they want they want to keep Nate Diaz. That's I mean that's the whole thing. And you know and and we know how those how those two are how those Diaz brothers are. You know you never know you know you know what you're going to get from them on a daily basis. You know one day it could be one day it could be all rainbow and sunshine, and the next day it's all cloudy cloudy and rainy. Who know, you don't know with those with those two. You know every day is different with those those two. They don't want to let him go though though. I mean because they know yeah. they know that you know the Jake Paul thing. I think that the gimmicks played out, but he'll but Jake Paul will still make money if he fights Connor or Masvidal or Nate Diaz. So. Yeah, that's the one place now, I guess. And you would have said, you know, maybe two years ago that, you know, the Diaz is they're either going to fight in UFC or they're not going to fight because nobody else is going to pay them anything close to what they can make in UFC. But Jake Paul can. Like yeah. Jake Paul could pay them five million dollars, so maybe um, I don't know we how don't much actually, they'll make. We don't actually know that that that's for for fact because it's come out that you know Askren yeah. and Woodley are both making a lot less than people think. So you know you know they, <laughs> it's kind of ironic given yeah. what Jake Paul was talking about last week. I mean, um, you know still Dana getting, and everything. They're still getting paid. I mean, but it's not. Yeah, but I think both those guys. I mean. Woodley was talking about, you know, the first Jake Paul fight was the biggest payday of his career, which I don't buy for a second, you know. He's you know? no, no. He said he made more in that fight than he made in, I think he said, all of his UFC main events put together. 
Yeah, I, I, I think really, that's what he said. I really doubt that. Yeah, I really doubt that. I think that's he what he probably, said. So, because yeah. he probably made at least five million dollars in each of it, you know, because he yeah he was on he was on some big cards, getting pay per view yep. points. Pay for you points, and when you're yep. a champion, you know when you're a champion, no matter, no matter what, you know at least the disclosed pay is at least half a million for each champion. So if he's five, yep. so if he's five, if he's just getting half a million, and he fought what like five title defenses, I mean that's two and a half million at least right there. He made right there. He made not more including money. points. He made he these guys these guys like to bullshit because they they only know that, you know, the public only knows only knows a little bit, you know, and then you know, like I said, like I said, the fighters claim they make they make one salary because that's that's all that 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 you know the public has privy to. Dana says they make more than what they say. Like I've always said, it's probably in the middle for you know for a lot of these people. So, so I don't you know yeah, I don't believe them for a second. All right. Uh, so next, we got some other fights made, including a main event and then another fight that I would say is arguably bigger than the main event um, uh, that you're going to see live. Yeah, we'll start with the UFC 271, a fight that I called for that we talked about on the show that has to happen next. Next. And, you know. Every, uh, it seems like everybody agreed. Uh, UFC 271, February 12th, Derek Lewis against Ty Tuivasa. I mean, it's it's the perfect, it's kind of the perfect fight for both those guys. So I mean, can't lose. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of funny that that Derek Lewis talked about never wanting to fight in Houston again, again because he gets nervous fighting in Houston, and then literally two days later, he's announced for the Houston card. You know, against Ty Tuivasa. Of course. Uh, that show also got uh, Nazareth Hackpress against Bobby Bobby Green, so that's another really good fight right there for that show. So yeah. So after looking weak, weak, you know, a couple weeks ago, you know, the main card looks, I mean, better. You got Adesanya Whitaker, and then you got uh, Cannoneer Brunson, Louis Tuivasa, and then probably main card closed out with Hackpress Green and uh, something something else. You know, maybe. Just the one, just the one title fight on that card. Yeah, just one title fight on that card, which is weird because the the whole idea is yeah. to have two in case you lose one. But but I think that's kind of why they have Cannoneer and and Brunson. You know, the that's yeah. insurance to make sure yeah. they don't lose the title fight. Whereas you know, and Lewis, you know, Lewis is a big name in Houston too. So yeah, who knows? They lose they lose Adesanya or Whitaker. They'll throw. You know, they lose Adesanya for some reason. They'll throw Cannonier or Brunson against Whitaker. Whitaker and slap an interim title on it. You know how that, you know how that works. So. Yeah, just like uh, Sammy Guevara and Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I called that one. <laughs> yeah, I know you did by accident. Yeah, I did. I <laughs> had no way not, you knew that. I, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I made a joke. Yeah, I know. I made a joke. It yeah. was a joke when I made that, when I made that but I also know that, like, you know, Tony gets Tony Khan gets some idea, yeah. ideas from the UFC UFC because you know he's a big UFC fan and he's got good relationship with Dana and the company so so I, I, I knew that, I knew in the back of my mind you know oh, I all the ideas though it wouldn't oh. surprise me if he did it so and he did it I was not happy when I saw that um, so we we got some other interesting fights yeah. coming up too yeah uh, main event of February 19th show I kind of hinted at it last week but it's been made official uh, Rafael Dos Anjos against Rafael Fiziev 
is a battle of the best Raphael in the uh, in, probably in the UFC, but definitely in the lightweight division. Teenage I mean, Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's a great fight right there. Uh, you know, Dos Anjos hasn't fought for a long time, and Fiziev just oh. fought against Brad Riddell here in December, so it's a quick turnaround. Uh, we also got, we talked about last week, but Johnny Walker and Jamal Hill on that card. And also Jim Miller, you know, stretching his yeah. record back again against Nicholas Morta. Morta, I mean, Jim Miller, you know, trying to make it to UFC 300. If he keeps fighting, we'll, you know, hopefully he'll make it. He's got, he's got July 2023 circled on his calendar. So he just needs Dude's to make... gonna hit 50 fights before he retires, like in the UFC. I think that's his goal. Going. I think his goal is 50 fights. Yeah. 50 fights in UFC 300. I mean, all he's got to do is make yeah. it to July 8th of 2023. That's all he's got to do. That's, that's when UFC. That's far away. That's when UFC 300 is. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. We're getting old, man. I think. Yeah. That's. Uh, no, it might be yeah, later. Yeah, you're right. It might be later than that. Yeah. It might be twenty twenty four. We're at two seventy right now. It might be twenty twenty four. It might be twenty twenty four. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because yeah, we'll get to we'll get to about two seventy five, two seventy six. Yeah, so twenty four. Yeah, July yeah, sixth, twenty twenty. That's still not that far away. Yeah, two and a half years. He can he can fight. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then you know we've got uh, I see some other big names on here. Yeah. Uh, you know Matt Brown's fighting. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bruce Leroy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, some other fights. Ooh, run down good. real quick. Run down real quick. Jarzinho Rosenstruck against Marcin Tibera. Excuse me. Sorry, I had to cough there. Uh, uh, UFC Fight Night, February 26th. That's the show headlined by Makachev and Dariush. Uh, yeah. yeah, so Deke Yusef against Alex Caceres, UFC Fight Night, March 12th. Yeah, Matt Brown against Brian Barbarino. Matt Brown fighting in his hometown of Columbus. You knew if he was going to be healthy, he was going to be on that show. So, yeah, that should be a good yeah. fight right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, oh, and then I also – it's not on your list, but I just got – we got we got breaking news this week from, uh, from Bellator. Uh, several great fights added to the uh, Bell Tour 275 in uh, in in wherever the hell this card is Dublin Dublin Ireland um, yeah there they lied there's no interesting fights on this on this card um, actually I mentioned earlier Sinead Kavanaugh was fighting that prospect but that fight must got called yeah. off because Leah McCourt now yeah oh no that's who I mentioned yeah you're right um, yeah, that's and, on there uh, yeah but other than that Brun yeah yeah no I just I forgot the name uh and brian moore is one of their interesting prospects fighting out of uh connor's gym i believe um they always seem to get those guys on these shows brett johns fighting on the undercard as well uh name that a lot of people are familiar with and then uh we also got uh, the return of neiman gracie uh was announced this week on february 19th which is the show before the dublin show uh main event actually fighting logan storley um, so yeah, Neiman Gracie in the main event tells you how big that card is. Although Carrie Taylor Melendez, uh, you know, Gilbert Melendez's wife is, is also fighting on the card, uh, former kickboxer, uh, fighting at UFC, fighting in MMA at flyweight. So you can check that out on Showtime and I think, is that the first card of the year? Uh, I'm not sure. No, no, I think there must be one in January. There's one coming up. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. speak, speaking of uh, cards coming up, so we've talked about Invicta on the show before. They went from UFC Fight Pass to Access TV to Pay-Per-View, and now they're coming back this Wednesday, so tomorrow as you're listening, 
on uh, YouTube uh, and uh, on the MMA Junkie YouTube page. I think it's Invicta's YouTube page as well, but um, they're, uh, yeah, and that's running head to head with AW Dynamite. So, you know, there's going to be like nine people watching this show, but it's happening. Um, Alicia Zapatelli, who has appeared in AW in the past, is in the main event. So, uh, interesting. Uh, development there that just kind of came out of nowhere because i know people were wondering if invicta was still even a thing but it is it is uh okay and then uh you have some updates on uh misha tate double j and uh paulo costa yeah uh misha tate she was talking last week about toying with the idea of moving to flyweight because a because (laughs) juliana pena is her friend and she doesn't see a scenario where the two of them would fight and B because she also is interested in fighting Valentina Shevchenko. And as it turns out, just announced today, she is moving to flyweight. She's going to fight Lauren Murphy on a May 14th a UFC fight night. So that's official. Oh, She's officially man. moving down, moving down, you know, I so think. That gives her four months to work on the weight cut. Yeah. But man, that's I I don't know who you root for in that fight because those are two of the most well-liked people in MMA, I think. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Misha Tate. Uh, so there's her Misha Tate update. Uh, Joanna, you know, Jacek, uh, update on her. She says she's definitely coming back to fight this year or probably sooner rather than later. And she wants to fight uh, Zhang Weili, which makes perfect sense yep. because because you can't give Whaley another fight against Rose right now right now so uh, you know a rematch of their classic fight and Joanna uh, jo- actually said she would actually claim she was offered the winner of the Rose and Carlos Sparza fight but she's opting to fight Whaley instead I don't buy that for a single fucking second <laughs> you know honestly you know well so that makes a ton of sense given that she lost to Wei Lee. Um that she would get a title fight coming off of that. But yeah. Yeah, especially against, things have happened, especially against Rose who's who she's beat who's beaten her twice. Maybe if Carla won, because since she be since yeah. she beat Carla, but I mean I it's you want, you want that, that actually would that's a fight that I'd want to see again because yeah. I mean she destroyed Carla. Yeah. But Carla's so much better now yeah. than yeah, she I mean, was then. Yeah. Joanna, she's you know she she knows how to play the game and you know so yep whatever okay so, so and our last update paulo costa uh his manager Waleed Ismail says paulo's coming back as a middleweight which cool i mean if he's going to do that hopefully he actually takes it serious you know and you know and actually actually tries to make middleweight maybe he'll just sign maybe he'll just sign for a middleweight fight and then tell the guy three days before oh you know what i'm not going to make it let's do light heavyweight so the guy says yes and then then he ends up you know weighing in at you know 217 yeah so <laughs> that's that i mean we we love paulo costa on this show because he yeah. he provides some some you know i don't know I don't know sometimes if it's unintentional or intentional comedy, but, you know, he definitely a laughing stock. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Tito. Um, and Mike and Perry. the other guy? Mike Perry. Yeah. Mike Perry. Yeah. Yeah. He's not signed to find Diego Sanchez yet. Eh? That's got to be coming. That's I, You know what? That'll get my money because uh, they don't have Paige Van Zandt anymore, I don't think. So. He's fighting Julian Lane. The you know yeah the let me bang bro guy just let me bang oh that guy yeah that the, guy yeah oh yeah bare knuckle they got that's who's good. who's fighting him Diego uh Mike Perry 
Oh, Mike Perry. Oh yeah. God, that's Remember perfect. The, I don't know if yeah. you know. I don't watch yeah. bare, bare knuckle. You do some. You do sometimes, depending on who's on it. I did once. You did, I once, did once for Page, and you might do it yeah. again for Page. But uh, but last bare knuckle pay per view, Mike Perry was doing commentary, and him and Julian Lane got in a fight in the stands in the middle of the show. So <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. Can you hear that or no? No. Oh. I'm just watching the uh, Julian Lane, Let Me Bang, Bro. Yeah. From uh, Ultimate Fighter Season 16. I had that up. Um, yeah. Next suggestion, top 20 Betty White moments. I might have to watch that after we uh, sign off here. Um, yeah, rest in peace. Uh, Bob Saget. Ah, that was sad. In fact, the, the guy I just recorded with, the guy that's going to be coming on with us, we talked a little bit about Bob Saget. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's just going to wrap it up here. Um, but uh, before we go, we just got a few plugs. So I, uh, I'll i do mine. Uh, I've got the Dynamite Show with Jeff Hawkins coming up this weekend. Um, or, this, sorry, on Wednesday after um, after AEW Dynamite. And then I've got uh, on the Grandpa Dead Show, we just had uh, Cole Cabana on today, which is a nice surprise. Um, then I got a couple interesting guests for the rest of the week. Uh don't want to spoil a couple of them, but I got, like I said, my good buddy, Dean Jenkinson, who's going to co-host this show with us uh, on the Patreon. Uh, he's He was on Friday, and then I got a couple more guests lined up. Hopefully everything works out. And uh, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, that, I guess that's about it. Um, Ryan, uh, what, what, you got your your uh, observer coverage, your, uh, your MMA roundup. You can run over all that. Yeah, I got uh, my money column out this morning, kind of running down all the news. Uh, we'll have my preview of the show this weekend. This upcoming Friday will be out on Fight Game Media website. Uh, I'll have my usual live coverage of the UFC on Saturday on WrestlingObserver.com, and I'm sure you'll be seeing my name pop up at least once on on ESPN <laughs> or ESPN Plus this weekend. And you know, and I will also be trolling Twitter. You know, some of these people who started watching <laughs> UFC in 2019 and don't realize that John Jones is a is a actually a heel in a top three pay per view draw. You know, somebody wanted to point out that if John Jones, if John Jones turned heel, he would be a top three. Paper. John Jones has been a fucking heel for for years. Does does people not yeah. not watch his fight week stuff? Like, come on, like. The, pay, the number three pay-per-view draw is arguable, but he's definitely, you know, he's, he's closer to number three than he is to number five. He's he probably three. is, yeah. He's top three. The guy pointed, yeah. the guy wanted to point at, at Adesanya's last two numbers and Masvidal's last two numbers to prove that that they're ahead of Jones. I got like those, like yeah, those numbers have yeah. been since John Jones last fought. I mean, like I wanted, to, I just, I wanted to lose my lose my mind, like. Like, what are the two big fights that uh, that they've been talking about for John Jones, John Jones forever for the last two years? It's against Francis Nagano and it's, and it's against Israel Adesanya, and it's not because of Francis or Israel. Let's put it to you that way. And both those of those aren't major fights, fights because both of, the, of those fights, yeah, both of those fights are doing over a million. Uh, Nagano is probably a million five. And why are they doing it again? Why would they be doing that much? Because it's John Jones. Because he's a top, he's yep. a top three pay per view draw. 
Jesus Christ. Yeah, they're comparing they're comparing numbers from 2015, <laughs> 2017 when the UFC was not as hot as it is now. And that's the other thing people don't realize. And we're on a little bit of a tangent here, but and I had this conversation with uh, Josh in our year in review show because I think sometimes people that are out of the bubble and, you know, don't even watch every pay-per-view, let alone every show, they don't actually realize how hot UFC is right now. Yeah. Um, but it's hot. I mean, yeah. they didn't they literally did not have an unsold ticket in 20 2021 um they you know they did a record number of buys on pay-per-view the shows on espn plus we have no idea how many viewers they're doing but they're doing a lot um you know they've got seven hundred fifty thousand subscribers on ufc fight pass so i'd say at least half that number are streaming it uh, every show you know on espn plus so you add that number to whatever the number watching on regular tv is and so some of these shows it looks like oh yeah they're only doing eight hundred thousand people on espn well that's because another four hundred thousand are watching on espn plus so you know it, it's hot uh regardless of what people want to tell you yeah it's just not it's not it's it's different it's not it's it's it doesn't have that underground appeal that i had in 2006 it's a main but sport. it's hot because it's a main exactly because it's now exactly and you know because now that's on ESPN it doesn't get you know even when it was on Fox yeah. it, it got le- less attention you know but now that's on ESPN ESPN like look every single Saturday night following UFC whenever yep. Sports Center comes on what's the top story the UFC so I mean it's you yep. know it's yeah I mean the products you know it's at an all time high honestly so so anybody yeah. who and, wants and to argue otherwise just... anybody who wants to argue otherwise doesn't know. And like you know, and like I said, like I or said, or they I just mean, they're just ignoring they're just ignoring the facts that are in front yeah, of them. Yeah, it, that's all it just, is. It's just people that just don't know know the history. And a lot of times when I reach out to people like that, I'm trying to educate them, but they want to be like, yeah. Oh, how do you know all this and blah 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 blah? Like, <laughs> like I I don't want to give away. It's just like I have every single pay per view number in the history of the history of UFC given to me by the second most powerful person in the company. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like that's that's you know that's just Jesus. Yeah. All I got to do is ask. You don't him. really get sourced. All I got to do is ask. Yeah, you ask don't get him. sourced any better than that. I mean, yeah. Matchmakers, All right. matchmakers use some of my ideas for their fights. Shit. I mean, it's been proven. <laughs> Oh, I know. You, I mean, you read your column and then, you know, read one week where you suggest the fights be made and then read two weeks later when they actually make the fights. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so for Ryan, I'm Paul and Ryan, take us home like you always do. It feels great to be say this again. Enjoy the fights this weekend. Everybody have a great week and I hope you enjoyed the show. Later. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.